I'm Jen Drummond. Welcome to my podcast, Take a Break. As a mom of seven, a business owner, and an individual trying to be the first female to climb the seven second summits, I often need to remember to take a break. Take a Break is about enhancing and preserving the greatest asset you have, you. Listen in as I share personal stories and interview others to help you get the most out of this one amazing life. Today, I have Delton Jensen on the podcast as the guest, and we're talking all things podcasting. He is a huge proponent of them to help you build your personal brand, improve your story, and just make an impact on this world that we live in. So listen up and take notes because there's lots to learn. Hi, friends. I have my friend, Delton Jensen, here today. I was on his podcast a while ago, and we're finally into our season far enough where I think his knowledge on podcasting will help all the listeners today. So, Delton, thank you for joining us. Oh, no, thank you, Jen. This is super fun, super, such a big honor. So I'm grateful to have to be on here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, your expertise in this space is like, as I'm getting more into podcasting and more comfortable with it and more familiar with it, I'm learning like, oh my gosh, there's so many benefits to podcasting. And Mm -hmm. it's awesome because I don't know, I kind of met you early on in the journey and you've been an influence for me. And so I wanted to share your expertise with everybody here. So it's pretty fun. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So talk to us about how you got into podcasting and like the bring us up to date. Yeah. So there are two big stories of how my podcast, The Thinking Project, started. So the first story was I was selling cars like three years ago, I was selling cars and I wanted to get out of that world. And I knew that you had to network, right? Like everybody says your network is your net worth. I didn't know anybody except for car guys. So I was like, well, how can I do this? So I did the traditional networking thing. I asked a bunch of people on a date, like, can I take you to lunch? Can I get your brain? All this stuff. Everybody, like 20 people said no. They were like, no, thanks. And then, so I got a little discouraged and my, and my buddy and I were at the dealership and I was like, dude, we got to do something to get out of here. And he said, we should start a business selling CBD. So, yeah. you know, like hemp derived CBD. Okay. So that kind of took this off because we were like, yeah, that's it, dude. We're just going to do this like a normal e-commerce business. That was a huge mistake because CBD, even today, like can't advertise CBD normally on social media. So no Facebook ads, no Google, no Twitter, no TikTok, nothing. So we had to go super guerrilla marketing, influencers and and stuff like that. So what we ended up doing was I was like, well, during that time, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk talking about networking as like a party that everybody wants to go to. So I was like, all right, well, I want to start a podcast because I've always liked those. I've always liked talking. I want to share my ideas. And our company at the time, our CBD company at the time, Happiest, didn't have any way to advertise. So I was like, why don't we, why don't I start a podcast and my company, Happiest, CBD, will be the main sponsor. So when people come and listen to the episode, they'll hear that it's sponsored by my CBD company and maybe we'll, we'll win-win. So I went back to those same 20 people who told me no and invited them to be on a podcast with me for an hour. They all said yes. What? And I was like, whoa, holy cow. Yeah. I like, and I realized later, the lesson I learned from that later was you got to bring value into people's lives. Like, so when any business book you read, right, everybody loves the same thing. They love their own name and to talk about themselves. And that's fine. Come on my podcast. You can do that. And so we got 20 episodes. Happiest was the sponsor. We actually did really pretty well with Happiest on that. 
it ended up getting really complicated more than we wanted to work on it. So we actually exited Happiest. We sold the website and the inventory. And then I kept my podcast. And so that's how it started. It started as a way for me to market a company that I had created and yeah. to network. So I ended up getting out of the car business, selling my first company. And then here we are three years later, meeting amazing people like you, Jen. I love it. Okay. So the podcast <laughs> is what stuck, right? Like, but I like yeah. how you used it as a way of distributing another product, because I do mm -hmm. think a lot of people get into podcasting for that reason, right? They say like, okay, here's a way to share expert voices in the space or to have conversations about the thing and then also build brand awareness. So how have you mm -hmm. seen that marketplace change in the podcasting landscape? Yeah, so three years ago, podcasting was pretty, you know, I, I think it was still pretty easy to get into, but it's a lot harder back then to get into it than it is now where we have like things like Riverside. Yes. So, to, you know what I mean? So I fell in love with podcasting with the conversations. And then I learned on the way that like, man, this is crazy because I would meet people and they would be like, I would tell them who I am and they'd be like, eh, whatever. Like, cause I like, I have an MBA, like I graduated, I got all this experience in school, but then I would be like, Hey, I have a podcast. And they're like, no way. And, and they're like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I interview business owners, CEOs and founders. And they're like, holy crap. I actually got my, I actually got one, two, there's three jobs that I, I know that I've gotten because they knew I had a podcast and they knew that I had taken care of my brand and my personal brand. And so they let me, they, they joined the team. And a big piece of that was my podcast. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love the podcast space because I love it, right. It's a, it's a reason that I can call somebody that I don't know if I would otherwise be <laughs> right. able to call. Right. And say, Hey, yeah, I want to hear yeah. your story in more detail. I want to talk about like you and how you overcame or like what decisions you make or how yeah. you make those decisions. And then people will say yes. And the conversations that I've been able to have from having a podcast, freaking love it. Yeah. I might not even be good at it, but I love it. Right. Like I love the people. No. I love talking. It's so fun. And that's the thing that people don't understand. So the number one reason people, there's two reasons that people don't start a podcast. Number one, they think it's really hard to get into. And number two, they're like, nobody would want to listen to me. And I say at the beginning, like, that's not the point of a podcast at the beginning. It's to help you work out the kinks. It's like, it's to help you like find your story, like be authentic. Yes. Right. And the yes. people that you bring on, like nobody will say, unless they're, unless you're going for like a plus guests, you know, that are super famous. For the most part, people say yes to being on a podcast. Yeah. No, I agree. And it is so important for messaging. I love that you bring that up yeah. because you have to say your story so many times and then you start looking at your story and you start thinking, okay, how is this benefiting the listener? What is my true like learning mm -hmm. in this particular thing? And then you get streamlined and more efficient and effective in how you communicate, whatever you're communicating. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's been a huge win for me. Yeah. And then you can go around and tell your story. So I was actually with, and it's great because I was actually speaking, I, I had on my podcast, it's not released yet, but I had on my podcast, do you know who Jack Carr is? Yeah. He's yeah. a- I know the yeah, name. I don't Times know. Best, yeah. New York Times bestselling author. He lives in here in, uh, I believe he lives somewhere here in Utah. He was talking about storytelling. He's a big author, ex-Navy SEAL guy, big author. And he was talking about how in his business, he was like the story and, and the like your product should be like very polished. And then as you bring it out, people will start to resonate that. 
with that because it's your story, right? Like, how do you tell the difference between like brand, different brands? There's so much competition today, right? Like, how do you differentiate yourself? And it really is your story, your brand, and your ability to communicate your values to your listeners and to your audience, right? I mean, there's a reason why we have some of these flash in the pan like brands that do so well, like liquid death is a great example of this. Like they're doing so well, just selling, they're just selling water. They're beating Coca-Cola. They're beating Pepsi. They're beating all of these huge brands because it's their story. Their water's And their water's Yeah. So I had a a course, my kids learn about liquid death, right? And we have to buy the cans of it. And they're, like yeah. 15 and 16, I truly, I think why my sons like it is because it makes them look like they're drinking beer, right? I mean, that's the can. <laughs> they love the can. They it's think the that can. they're yeah. drinking, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, so like, cool. boys, come on. <laughs> but but then you like, you read the story of Liquid Death and they just did a great job of being like, we care about the environment, death to plastic, recycle and all these things. And they did it in a really fun and unique way. I, and I don't know if they have a podcast or anything, but but the idea here is like they did such a good job at like connecting with the people that they're listening to. And so what do you do if you're not liquid death and you don't have $100 million to spend on marketing or whatever, right? And, or or you don't have like that resume of being in Silicon Valley and, and, the, and the backing behind that, right? What do you do if you're just Dalton Jensen, right? Who is trying to get his next job and trying to figure out what the hell he's going to do with his life, right? Why don't you start a, start a podcast, start branding yourself as something, you know what I mean? And you don't even have mm-hmm. to have a specific, like, I don't know what I'm going to brand myself. I don't give a shit. Start interviewing people, right? Start figuring it out. Start like talking and working this idea out. Because, you know, one of the big names here in Utah is brand, a company called Brandless. They're throwing their consumer summit here in a, co- in a couple of weeks. They threw their last consumer summit. And the biggest takeaway I think that we got from that was People, consumers are starting to do business more and more with companies they share the same values with, mm-hmm. right? Like if mm-hmm. I know the CEO, so like a really good example of that is like Cotopaxi. Like David Smith yeah. is the salt of the earth. He's, he's the guy. And I love Cotopaxi because he's so, you know what I mean? Because that mission and those values have been excellently communicated. And Davis has gone on podcasts and he's active on, on LinkedIn and you know, it's a wonderful brand and a thing to be a part of. Same thing with like brandless, women empowerment, acquisitions. We love to do business with them. And if if a brand can, you know, if if we're super ambiguous with how we perceive how we portray ourselves, we're gonna be super ambiguous on who we serve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I like so. that. I like how it and it allows you to kind of figure out the conversations that you enjoy having. Right. So for Mm, me, I started interviewing different people and I was like, oh, this is an easier conversation for me to carry than some of the other conversations (laughs) were to carry. Right. (laughs) And then it allows you to be like, oh, well, I want to do things that are fun and playful. So I want to start interviewing more people in this realm. And then you kind of start building your network just because you start figuring out what conversations and what things interest you. And if they interest you, they're going to interest other people. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Kind of the- well, because people can, because people will be able to tell the of it. Like we are at a point in our society right now where people can tell when something's bullshit. Like, you know, when someone's lying to you, like, I know that, you know, like for, for example, like I'm talking with somebody or I'm talking with a brand and I'm like, I know you're not 
really into it, right? Like you're just in this for the money. And if you're that's and if I the the second anybody gets a whiff of that, we're out. Like we don't want to do that's not fun for us. Like unless you're Amazon and we have to go to your website to buy this thing. If we have an option, if there's a second option, we'll take it. Yeah. The, the second definitely. That we can. Yeah. So being authentic is huge. And, and that podcasting is a great way to do that because it's not a Marvel production. You know, yeah, right. it's us right. sitting here exactly. on our cameras, having a real conversation. And as long as you can hear me well enough and see me good enough, you're going to stay tuned. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I started in a closet in my in my house. I, yeah, yeah, I literally yeah. like bought like the foam stuff off of Amazon, <laughs> glued it to all the walls. And then I realized the Wi-Fi was really bad in that area. Check your Wi-Fi before you build your studio spot. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't like I like had this cord running from the router into the room <laughs> and then a kid would kick it. And I'm like, oh, my God, never mind. We're moving the podcast space. But yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's an evolution, all these little pieces that you kind of learn along the way. And it's fun because the lessons I've learned in podcasting have definitely applied to other parts of my life as well. So yeah, Yeah. it's fun. Well, I interviewed. Yeah, go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. You're going. You interviewed. Okay. I interviewed, well, just to your point, I interviewed Susan Peterson, who's the founder of Freshly Picked, like this $15, $100 million company. I interviewed her in my kitchen. (laughs) <laughs> with like little point and shoot cameras. You know what I mean? And she loved it. And we had a great conversation and it was awesome. So people, so yeah, it doesn't matter how you start. Like people will, people will come, they'll, they'll come on your show and they'll listen. Okay. So how do you get guests? Because that is a struggle for a lot of podcasters and how they get guests on the show. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it. I like to like get a lot of referrals, but it's kind of like your snowball effect. Like, you just start with the people that you know, like go through your phone. And, and if you're starting a podcast and you're your first guest, this is something I tell everybody because this is a mistake that I made that I don't want anybody else to make. If you're going to start a podcast, pick your first 10 or 15 guests who they've either been on a podcast before, you know, they can talk. Like we all have that friend who, who you know, if I call them, I'm not getting off the phone for an hour. I think that's just what it's yeah. going to be. Like, yeah. so pick your, pick your first 10 guests on people who can speak. Because that that's going to be super important and, and who wants you. So go through your phone and find those. Who those people are, this is the thing that nobody understands that I wish more people would. I almost never had somebody tell me no. Like, I won't, no, I'm, I will not go on your pocket. I've even reached out to like A plus people and they were like, no, like the timing's not right. Like, or call me in eight months. Like, that might be a no, but it was like, if I would have texted them at the right time, they probably would have come on. So I don't, I don't take that as like a no. I'm just like, like I asked Grant Cardone, big sales guy. He was like, yeah. Hey, I'm busy for the, like, I'm busy for eight months. So he's on my calendar to text in August. Right. Like, nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, even yeah. that's, a, I mean, okay. So whatever. But, but don't also, like, don't be afraid. Like, this is people's story. Right. So pick somebody who you're like, man, this guy's, this guy shares my values or, or I think he shares my values or she shares my, and I think they're going to talk well. And I can ask them really cool questions. I've legitimately maybe had one or two. I've interviewed over 300 people. I've legitimately maybe had one or two people be like, no. So wow, that's just amazing. ask, nice just job. ask, just, just ask. Yeah. yeah, just ask. Like, because, like- and most people don't care about the listenership either. Like, oh, I have to have a hundred million listeners to get whoever on. Like I even, you know, I remember one time I asked, I was in Gary V's discord. And he was on okay. talking to people in the Discord. And I was like, hey, Gary, can I have a five-minute podcast? 
He was like, dude, I would love to. That would be so awesome. I'm just so, I'm slammed. Okay. So I didn't get him on my podcast, but like, I, I didn't, he didn't say, hell no, don't ever message me again. Right, 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 right. And I think you're very strategic in that from a standpoint of like the five minute, right? Like that's another Mm -hmm. thing with podcasting is there's some people that I was like, I don't know if I could talk for a whole hour on the subject, but maybe if I combined like it under a health umbrella and then had like 10 minutes on a few different topics then you could all of a sudden yeah. turn it into a full-on episode, right? Like there's so much play and yeah. flexibility that you can have with these things. Yeah. And sometimes like, uh, so I didn't interview Gary Vee, but I interviewed his videographer, D-Rock. And oh, cool. D-Rock was like, I got 30. I was like, I got 30 minutes. And I was like, my podcasts are usually an hour, but this is D-Rock. So screw it. If, it, if we get yeah. 15 minutes, I don't care. Like, and right. whatever, take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, just take it. Who's been... Yeah. Do you have standard questions that you ask or do you kind of tailor them to each interview? Uh, I tailor them to each interview because I really like how people are able to tell their stories. And so one thing that I've really gotten good at was like asking questions, like how do you like really get your story, their story out of them with a good question. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I've, I've gotten pretty good at, but there's nothing wrong. There's also nothing wrong with having like a set list of questions. Like, Hey, Mm -hmm. we're going to do a speed round. Or I ask everybody these, these 10 questions. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because there's always going to be a different answer. And uh, another cool thing with que- asking questions is like, you can ask the same question to a really famous person. So like, you know, you, to her famous person here, you're like, man, this person gets asked the same question all the time. But, but they don't, though. It, it might be the same question, but it's not going to be the same answer because they're in a different space in life. They're on, a, they're on your podcast. Maybe they want to tell it different now. I, I think I don't like to like send out questions, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. my way is the best way or, or whatever. Yeah, I, I think you can do it however you want there. Yeah, no, I agree. I like to tailor questions to different people for sure. That's yeah. just been easier. Yeah. Just because everybody, I mean, the conversation kind of drives it down to certain directions, I find. And so you just flow down those paths and say, okay, here we are. Yeah. I think, I think the only thing I do with guests is I like, like, well, like what you did and what I tell people is like that first minute, just ask them the, ask them that question that you were going to save for the last one. Put Mm. that question in the first one, put that question at the very beginning. Mm. I like that tip. Yeah. 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 Like like Jack Carr, like the first question I asked Jack Carr was, what surprised you most about, I was like, there's a lot of surprises in the military. I'm sure there was a lot of shocking, like what was the most shocking thing that you found out coming from the military to entrepreneurship? And that was the, that was it. That was all we needed. That was all I needed to ask him to go for 45 minutes talking with him. And so it was great. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He sold (laughs) a ton of books because he's done some book signings up in park city. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely famous. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. So how do you, how do you develop, like, do you have themes for your podcast or do you have like certain content rules that you want to follow? Or Because some people do seasons or they'll do like yeah. some of that. And what's your thought process on that or what have you, what experience have you had? So there's a lot of different types. Of, there's a lot of reasons to do a podcast. You know, some are project based. So some are like, you know, you know, we're just going, we're, you know, like, like we're having this event, like the Consumer Summit, for example, they might do a podcast just called the consumer summit podcast. So they might just do a couple episodes, right. Or whatever. 
and there's nothing wrong. I think you, you, it just depends on what your goal is with the podcast. Like, do you, do you want to raise awareness around one specific thing? Then yeah, you might do seasons, right? I'm not. And then of course the genres of podcasts, right? Like you have some mm-hmm. that are like fantasy, like they they're old time radio. So they're telling like book stories, right? So they do, they have one season and then they have a second season, which I think are great. I tend to fall more into like the business and, and like education category where it's, we just typically it's just continuous. Like you just mm-hmm. go one right after the other and there's no, really no breaking up. But yeah, I mean, if you were going to go, like, I also know some people who, who were going to do an audio book for their physical book, but they okay. did a podcast for it. Oh, wow. Great. You know what I mean? So like yeah. to, to brace hype around it, cause they were like, I could sell the audio book or I could give the, the, you know, we could do some kind of strategic plan here to like give the audio book in a podcast form to like, because the book isn't what I want to make money from. Maybe it's my Patreon or maybe it's my course or whatever. So we're going to do some kind of special podcast project where it's just a book. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that you could do, but, but if you're in the business and education kind of where we play Jen is, yeah, uh, I think continuous is great. Just like keep finding people, just keep going, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I love it. I, I like, I, it's kind of an addiction. I get mad when I don't have a podcast interview that week just because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to learn from somebody else. Like I love learning from other people and just hearing how they do it. it. Like there's so many ways to do life. I'm like, why do you do life that way? Like that's fascinating. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, exa- um, yeah exactly. So if you want to just do an interview, just book as many as you can and keep going until you want to quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so how do you define success in podcasting? You know what? I did the interview. If I got him and, we, and it went great, that's it. That's all I need. Because I've had some horror stories. Of yeah, podcasting. tell me a horror story. Tell yeah. me, tell me, tell me. Okay. All right. So this one just happened. And I wrote about it on LinkedIn, so you might have seen it. But this one, I'll probably never forget it. Do you know Gab Wireless? Yes. Yeah. I've heard yeah. about it. Okay. So, so Gab Wireless is the safe phone for kids and no internet, just no apps, just phone texting, right? I love their mission and their CEO, Nate Randall, is an oh. amazing human being. He loves, you know, single parents. He's a big proponent of single parent and like always rents out or like gives out his LinkedIn for a day to a single parent who like needs their next job or whatever. Anyway, like I said, amazing human being. He's got an amazing story. So we get to the studio, we sit down. And we just, we, we go, we start recording and I'm like, everything's looking good. My producer's back there. He's like, everything looks good. And we're just rolling. And it was probably one of the best interviews I've ever done. Probably because ah! I asked all the good questions I, and he was so good. And I go back to listen to it. My mic was off the whole time. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's so the terrible. Whole, so the whole so the whole interview is unusable. Like it's on my computer. We might chop it up into shorts. And, and thankfully Nate's coming back. But like, those are just the things that happen in podcasting. But you know what? Like it was a humongous success because nobody will be able to listen to that. I may listen to the second one, and, but it won't be as good. But for me, like we did the interview. Like I never thought that he would come on my podcast. It took a minute to get him on there. But three people in that room, we all became you know, I think we all became better people because of it. And uh, so, so that's why I define success as like just doing it, just showing up. Like I did it because anything can happen after, well, and, after you yeah. hit record. Like, 
Well, <laughs> I've know. forgotten to hit record before, so I've been at fault for that. Where I'm like, oh my yeah. god, we didn't hit record. Like, how did I not do that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, yes, ah! I've been there too. I've been in there too. Yeah. Oh, it's so. I bought really expensive mics. Like, if you come to the studio, really nice, like, you know, flagship microphones. And one time we did an interview, and this was when I was producing it myself. So I would like have my laptop in the middle, and it would be like recording and stuff. And I remember hitting record, and I'm like, the levels look weird, but we're in the middle of the podcast. Let's just go. I recorded the whole thing on my MacBook audio. Oh, I was like, darn it. Oh. You know what's so funny about that? <laughs> well, is it was still like listen? It was still listenable. Like people, it was it was one of the most listened to podcasts that I've ever had. What? She had so many interesting things to say that people didn't really care if it. But I was like, dude, I have four hundred dollar microphones, and people <laughs> were listening to it on my MacBook. Like, if that doesn't tell you, just start your damn podcast. Like, I don't know what does, you know. Oh, it's so good, and you get it like right. I mean, how awesome that Nate's coming back on too. Like that shows how good of yeah. an interviewer you are. Because if it wasn't really worth his time, he'd be like, never mind, forget it. So congratulations. <laughs> right, right. That's a that's a big compliment. No, I would take that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you find like what what do you what are your thoughts on like the monetization game with podcasts? Mm -hmm. Because that's there's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there about that, I feel. Yeah, yeah, the monetization thing, there's really a couple ways that you can do it. And I'll just start by saying this. The way that I describe a podcast is I compare it to a Costco chicken. Right? Like okay. Costco's chickens are all the way in the back. They're $5. Costco loses hundreds of millions of dollars selling those chickens every year. Wow. They don't okay. make, I mean, they, the, the money that they make doesn't justify having them there. But, and this is a marketing thing, right? Like, but where are the Costco chickens? All the way in the back. And how many times do you leave Costco only with a $5 chicken? The answer is never. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, like I'm a sales guy. So sometimes when I want, sometimes when the, the person is right and we're in the right setting and I want to make someone laugh, I'll use a close that I go, I call it the Costco close. And, and they'll be like, ah, it's a little over a budget. I'm not sure. And I go, well, you know, just think about it like Costco. Like, when was the last time you went into Costco and stayed under budget? They're like, never. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and by the way, that's not a malicious thing. I only do that when I know somebody's going to laugh with me and I use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the idea though, right? But like, there's also some truth to that. Like I almost never go into Costco under budget. So all of that analogy to say like podcasting is almost like a loss leader in the marketing scheme of things. It's like a Costco chicken or an Xbox. Like the Xbox hardware doesn't make any money. They make money when you have to buy the $80 game. You're, you're a boy mom. I'm sure you've had to do that. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? Plenty of them. And then they come out with a new one. They're like, I need this Xbox whatever. And I'm like, why, why is there a new one? I don't understand. And then you have to buy new games for the new one. And now That's like right. controllers right. that vibrate and like all these things. You're just like, what? And the headphones. No. Yeah. So yeah. Like I'm like, your get outside. <laughs> right. Exactly. But like your podcast is like your Xbox console or your Costco chicken. This okay. is to get people in the top of the funnel. So like, can you run ads on your podcast? Yes. But the biggest ways to make money off of your podcast is to is a lead funnel, is a top of funnel lead magnet for you, right? So that people will go buy your course or they'll join your community or they'll look at your brand more, right? But like, you know, when you look at buying the next thing, right? Like 
buying your Xbox or whatever, right? You're probably going to do a little bit of research. Like if you see a Facebook ad, you might click on it, but then you also might go like, we'll learn about this company, not through a Facebook ad. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you go to a, to a company's thing and they have no social media? You don't know who the owner is. You can't find anybody using their product. It's very weird. You know what I mean? Like we almost yeah. get a little we're like, Ooh, this is weird. Why isn't anybody talking about this? Right. They kind of, you might still buy it. Like I'm not saying people never buy Facebook ads, but it, but it's pretty rare if you can't find anything else about them. Right. Or you can't do your own mm-hmm. homework. So a podcast is like that. Like this is when people can go look at your depth chart and be like, Oh wow, this person liked it. This person did a review. I like this. I like this. I, you know, or this is the owner talking about something totally different than where he's at. Right. So that's why podcasts are really good for like e-commerce businesses or like SaaS businesses. Right. Or even mm-hmm. they're really good for your personal brand because like from, like I told you my story, right? Like I was able to get a couple jobs where I was like, they, they looked at my social media and they looked at who the kind of person was and they were like, wow. Like, listen, if you don't think recruiters look at your social media or companies look at your social media, yeah, you're news, crazy. Newsflash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They look at it and they look hard at it. And so, but, but what's cool is when you Google my name or when you, or when you look me up on LinkedIn, all you see is my business stuff and you get to hear some of my thoughts. And by the way, that's a really good thing because if somebody looks at my LinkedIn and they're like, mm, and for whatever reason, they're like, I don't vibe with this guy. That's great. I just okay. saved us a whole bunch of time. <laughs> like right. We don't have to be friends and then go through the breakup. So right, like, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's great vetting, great vetting material. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're looking at a significant other and they have a podcast. If you don't like the first two episodes... <laughs> Probably not going to go You're on out. the table. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Dates <laughs> yeah, over. I don't know if that happens. Dates over. <laughs> but that's so monetizing a podcast is really like your podcast is not the main revenue driver. Mm-hmm. It opens the door for people to justify their, their purchases with you. And then it also, your podcast helps people come back because podcasts are sticky, right? Like if they like your podcast, you know, we're going to come back to it and listen to it especially if i like who you bring on i like jen i like how she talks i like the questions that she asks Mm -hmm. you know i like i like the guests that she brings on and how they tell their story they're gonna come they're gonna come listen to you a lot of repeat listeners so yeah podcasting is great for brands in a monetizing way not because i'm gonna have a bunch of ads from my podcast but because people are gonna find me through the podcast and then stay for everything else you know right Yeah. Okay. And so at another point that I think is valid to bring up, it's that for a lot of people, it's not their full-time gig, right? They still have other roles. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like I used to do ads for my podcast and ads are just really tricky. I mean, I have the listenership to do some ads. Okay. Then it's like, you know, then the ad company wants, you know, Hey, you got to say it this way, or here's the script, or we want it at this time. And if you don't really want to do that whole thing, like I didn't really want to do that. And the only time where you can say like, hey, this is my platform, do I, I'm not going to do that, is A, if you're Joe Rogan, if you get 100 million listeners per episode, yeah, you can yeah. tell an ad agency whatever you want. But if you're <laughs> a little guy and you're trying to like make your whole money on ads, it can be really, really difficult to work with some people in the ad, ad world, right? 
Yep. So I just gave up. I just don't do ads on my podcast, which is like the main way, unless you go the other way. Like my podcast has done great things for me as far as like building a community, selling a couple books or whatever, right? Like that's great. And, and, mm-hmm. it, but my podcast also, like I said, like made has made me a ton of money because I got three full time gigs because of my podcast. I could say my podcast has made me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not because somebody bought something from my podcast, but because someone heard it and they were like, I love Dalton, hire that, get that dude on my team right now because they found me on the podcast, right? Like, that's great. Okay. And what is, like, what are, what's your job right now? Like, what would you, like, if someone said, okay, Dalton, tell me what you do. Give yeah, me that, so, give me that description. So I do two things. I, I've been in sales and marketing mm-hmm. forever. So I, I'm the director of sales for Dirty Dog franchise. And I do some other sales things. But then I'm a podcast producer. So I produce podcasts okay. for, for businesses and influencers. So I get their podcasts off the ground, up and running. And then that weekly stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah we do. So I have, a, I have an editor. My team consists of an editor and a producer uh, who chop up the clips and, and make us all look good at the end of it. I like it. I like yeah. it. We all yeah. need more producers that make us look good in our lives. Go that's on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what techniques do you use to like promote the podcast and increase listenership? The biggest one is audience hacking. So obviously like putting out content okay. that people resonate with, but audience hacking. So okay. it's like when I first started, I knew enough people who had pretty big audiences because what do you do if you spend an hour on a podcast and you really like what you said, you're going to share it with your audience. And yep. in marketing, everybody knows that there are audiences, like different types of audiences, but there are audiences that are similar in nature. So for example, Gary V's audience also probably listens to Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins also probably mm-hmm. listens to Ed Milet. And though between those three, mm-hmm. You've got hundreds of millions of people, right? So whereas Tony might only have what, how X many of followers and Gary Vee might have separate X many of followers, when those two get together, their audience doesn't double, it triples, it quadruples, right? So like audience hacking is a big one. And especially if you can okay. bring out like the story of like someone. So, and sometimes I don't pick guests because of that. Sometimes I pick guests just because I love the story. And I don't really care if they have one follower on there, right? But in the mm-hmm. beginning, I picked people that I really wanted to have a conversation with and I knew would share and they have big social media followings because they need content too. So this okay. isn't like a selfish thing for me. It's like, I only want people who have lots of followers because I want followers. Like, no, like you got to realize people who have 10,000, 20,000, half a million followers, they need content for their social media. They need stuff constantly to put in front of their audience. And a podcast for them is a really easy way to come on because what I do when I do a podcast is I'll send my guests clip the clips. So it's really uh, easy now. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't have to do anything. Yep. It's all of them. They get to put it on there. So it's a lot of value for them. So it's right. not a one-way street for me. It's not me being selfish. It's like, hey, I want to hear your story. You need content. I want to hear your story. I need content. Let's do a podcast together. And your audience matches yep. mine. So people are going to listen to me. My people are going to listen to you. And it's only a good thing. So, and it's free. It's like an hour of your time. 
I know. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So. It is. It is an hour of your time. And you get to meet people from all over with all different kinds of stories. Yeah, you get to meet people from all over. I love hearing what people, yeah, like what makes us some tick, right? Like what yeah. makes you tick? Like what gets you excited in the day? Tell us that. Yeah, I really love helping tell people tell their stories. Like, but like a real story. Like when, you know, when you're on LinkedIn, there's buzzwords. And I wrote a post about this the other day about yeah. buzzwords. Like if you put value, uh, culture, and, you know, empowerment, empower whatever in your post, you're going to get a hundred million views even with just those words. Right. But I really love the storytelling that happens when people genuinely come out of their shell and they tell their authentic story because that's what really Mm -hmm. resonates with people. And that's what we love. You know what I mean? Like, do you know the song fast car by Tracy Chapman? Yes. Yes. Why, why is that song so popular? Because everybody sees themselves in that song. We've all been in that right. song. You know what I mean? And we've all been mm-hmm. in that position where like we don't know what to do. And so we just go and we, we go get a convenience job just to make anything happen because we need some sort of consistency in our life when the world is falling around apart, falling apart around us. Like, that's why that song is beautiful. Like, obviously, it sounds good and it's catchy, but like, it's a perennial seller because we see ourselves in that. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And it helps us empathize with other people because if I see it, then Jen sees it. And maybe we're not that different, right? And so, right. Telling people, like, I was at, this is what makes me tick. And this is another really good story. Johnny Hanna okay. is the CEO of Homie. He spoke at an event hosted by Tacos Together. And Johnny Hanna got up and told his story. And if you know Homie, right, you know every writer in the world hates Homie. And so by default, hates Johnny Hanna, right, because he's disrupting. And I don't Poor really, guy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> he gets up and tells his story about his struggle with mental health and him losing one of his best friends to mental health and how the whole vision mm. of Homie is to, like, be homies. And to bring people together to like help stop whatever's going on in the mental health world. And I'm like, could you imagine if Johnny Hanna got up at a realtor convention and told that story? How many realtors would hate him after that? No, not. They'd hate themselves for hating them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. But They're like, like, man, like, man yeah, he was like, a human. He was a good guy. <laughs> right. And then, and then maybe you hear Johnny Hanna tell his story. And, may, and then maybe you're like, man, Maybe we shouldn't hate on each other. Maybe I'm just going to do my thing and let him do his thing because whatever, right? Or like maybe you just look at things differently. Now, homie doesn't have a podcast, but could could you imagine how many more guests they would have if if somebody knew that that was kind of the deal behind homie, right? And there's so many brands like that. But that's what makes me tick is like when you hear somebody, that's, yeah, that's why like storytelling is such a big thing. That's what we miss when we tell stories. Everybody's trying to figure out like the pattern. And, and obviously there's methods to a story, right? But the main arc of a, of a character in a story of like a protagonist or whatever is there's two main points. There's the point when they realize they have to go and they have their, Joseph Campbell would call it like their Garden of Eden moment where they're forced out and they've got to step into the real world. And then there's the next part where you have like your resurrection moment where you come back with the elixir 
and you help people and you do good after this long journey. And so like, that's a story, right? Oh yeah. So, so definitely. Why, so, I mean, that's a story we all live. Yeah. Yeah. So why are we on LinkedIn trying to tell me some bullshit about like values and all this stuff? Like, no man, like Tracy Chapman didn't sit down with an MBA, fresh MBA grad and help her write her song. No, she wrote it. Like, Johnny Hanna didn't right. do all this stuff. He just told it. And that's what we love, right? And so I love helping people yeah, yeah, yeah. get to that point. No, I get it. I get it. I had a conversation with my son this morning. I'm like, climb the mountain. You just have to climb the mountain. He's like, what do you mean, Bob? I'm like, you have to do the thing. Like, you can pretend, you can try to avoid, you could do whatever, but you just have to climb the mountain. You have to do the thing, honey. I'm sorry, right? Yeah. And, and then, yeah, and that's the hero's journey. They get to a point where you, you know, it's Hercules at the crossroad, at the Y, at the fork in the road, right? And by the way, if Thomas Jefferson would have had his way when they were drafting the Constitution and writing the stuff, the symbol for the United States would have been Hercules at the crossroad. Because it's, you can never have any problems in your life, or you can be who you were meant to be and take this hard path. And whether Hercules was real or not, or whether you believe in Greek mythology or not, like it doesn't matter because that's the human experience. Everybody comes to that mm -hmm. point. And hearing that from people, mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, and that's why there's so many different people, like a young man listening to some, you know, his mother or somebody who he looks up to and realizing that they had to do it and he's got to do it. It's kind of exciting now. Now it's like, well, if everybody else did it yeah. and this is like my rite of passage, then I'm ready. You know what I mean? Like this is a rite of passage. This right. is a ritual. So anyway, yeah. No, I know. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I like to interview all different, I don't know, levels or types or people just because we all have the same story. It just plays out in different arenas in different ways. Yeah. And it's just fun to be like, oh, this is how you took it or this is how they took it or yeah, no, I know. It's we're a story selling, telling creature for sure. Yeah. Like all day long. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's why it's so fun. Like that's why people who climb Mount Everest go on speaking tours because it's not about the mountain, man. <laughs> it's about no, everything. It's no, about everything. No. That, you know what I mean? Getting to the top is all of it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I when I came back from Everest, I'm like, I was on the summit for less than 30 minutes. Yeah. I want you to think about how much time went into this pursuit to be on the summit for less than 30 minutes. And then you're yeah. just like, it's not about the summit. It's about <laughs> the journeys and the experiences and all the little things in between the start and the return home. Right. Well, and yeah. I'm almost, yeah. Well, and yeah, this yeah. Is I'm almost too. done with my quest. Yeah. Oh, good Go for ahead. you. Yeah. Good for you. But this is the funny thing about climbing a mountain or Everest or whatever. People are like, oh, you did it. And so you talk about two things behind a mountain, right? You talk about the way up and at the top and how you felt. But there, you got to come back down. <laughs> no. Yes, yes. Some people and die the down, on the way down. What people don't understand, the down is the most likely place to die. Yes. It's not on the way up. It's the down that's out like you know, and it's, oh, it's crazy. But yeah, no, it's been fun. People keep asking me, okay, you have one mountain left. You have one mountain left. I'm like, yep, I'm leaving in May. And they're like, what's next? What's next? And, and part of that hero's journey is like sharing the lessons yeah. from the experience, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not really ready to jump into another commitment or ex like 
goal at this time. Right now, I just want to like digest all the pieces that came together from this last pursuit and then share them with people, connect and do all the good things with it. But yeah, it's pretty fun. Absolutely. That no, and that's cool. And that's okay. That's coming back. That's coming back. That's that's the hero. After everything, he comes back and his journey's not over. It's him with the elixir now. It's how to save other people. It's yeah. you know, Star Wars, it's Luke coming back, it's whatever, right? So yeah. Yeah, we all have it. We all have it. Okay, so if somebody wanted to get into podcasting. Can they reach out to you and contact you? And <laughs> yeah. I know you're just a wealth of information on this. So where would you advise them to go and start and all those pieces? Yeah, I think starting a podcast is pretty, it's a lot easier than you think. And it's really fun. I have a whole, I mean, uh, I'm working right now on kind of a whole how to start and grow your podcast kind of thing that people can can go to. Uh, that'll be out here pretty soon. But otherwise, just find me on LinkedIn, Dalton K. Jensen. I give all of my advice away. That's also where I post a lot of things about how to start your podcast and grow it. And so, yeah, I go there. Yay. Okay. (laughs) Everybody that's listening, you know where to find them. And I'm telling you because I met him in the very beginning of my journey. And this has been so much fun. I highly encourage it. So get going. No reason to not. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yay. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you.